Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. To the mouth of manliness with me, Nick Noise as ever. Um, this is another lockdown um, interview, really over Zoom. And I, I I'm gonna, I'll keep saying lockdown interview, but I think um, pretty much this is gonna be the way we do it for a while. Um, I quite like it. I've been getting into it, and I've kind of got my head around it, and I quite like it. Um, and we've got an amazing guest today, uh, Peter Kahn, who uh, is a therapist. He was my therapist, now friend. And um, he, Peter was on, on, on the, um, the last loads, last 53 episodes, kind mm. of uh, early on. And a lot of people found him really useful. And um, I just thought it was a really good opportunity to kind of get him back on. So welcome, Peter. Thanks for coming. No, thanks for inviting me. I'm really uh, pleased to be here on this Mouth of Manliness version 2.0. Yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit different that you're on your own, but hey, things change. And um, yeah, how are you yeah, getting thank on? You. Um, I'm embracing the change is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many, I kind of, in some ways, I kind of think it's done me a favour. Like, Brad and I have remained good friends. He's helped me out of a couple of things since, and I've seen yeah. him a couple of times. Um, but what he did is gave me a mission to get me through this period um, and gave me a, a job to do, to learn how to do everything. And it's kind of, it's really kept me occupied. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I solve a problem, I feel good about myself. So in many ways, it's done me a really big favour. It's got me through this this crappy, weird time. So yeah, it's what they say: a problem is an opportunity if you know how to solve it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it was funny. I was uh, like, my daughter's become quite negative, and maybe it's her teens. Uh, yeah, and it frightens me because like that's kind of what I'm trying not to be. Um. And I was just saying, like, everything's a problem, everything's a barrier. And I'm like, it's a really, really unhelpful way of thinking. You know, start, if there's a problem, first, try and think of a solution. You know, come to me with solutions. It's a bit of that work. So come to me with solutions. Problems, like, you know. What, what do you mean? She's going through this, this cabin fever. 
I think think so. I think that exacerbated her general uh, getting into the teens. Uh, She's a very sociable person. Uh, She was like doing after school clubs and Mm-hmm. and all these things after school and now she can't do any of it and mm-hmm. so I think she's just kind of wound into herself a bit okay. which doing this has kind of meant that I haven't been able to do that which has been good because I have a habit of doing that mm-hmm. so we were talking about um, like before we started kind of talking about um, what were we talking about uh, <laughs> You, you were saying because you mentioned Eckhart Tolle about um... oh yeah because we're talking about um, there's essentially nothing we can do uh, about circumstances beyond our control mm. and I just quoted Eckhart Tolle one of his quotes uh, is the primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation but it's your thoughts about it yeah, yeah? or um, the other one that I like and I've used quite a lot it's not what happens in life, but it's how you respond to it. And that's by Marcus Aurelius. It's about basically the meaning you give to a situation. So you can just say, oh, we're in lockdown. The world's you know, gone crazy and it's never going to be the same again. And you can go into this chasm of depression or you can say it is what it is. Yeah? Um, once again, we go back to thoughts. Yeah. I always say that. It always starts with a thought, Nick. The thoughts create the feelings you have. The feelings lead to the behavior. The behavior leads to the outcomes. Change your thoughts. You change your feelings. You change your behaviors. I really, um, for me, that I come back to that all the time. I come yeah. back to the, um, you know, oh, if I'm thinking everything's crap, it's going to be crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I start thinking about... Um, you know, it's not about going la 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 la. We'll be positive. We'll pretend nothing's going on. Oh. It's just about kind of, sometimes I find I compartmentalise it. So it's like, well, I don't need to worry about that now. That can go over there. Yeah. I really won't worry about it until I really need to worry about it. Mm. Uh, and just kind of giving your brain a bit of space. Because yeah. I do think, um, yeah, in this in lockdown. Um, it's really easy to kind of get down on things. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've really, really noticed, I've talked to a lot of people over the past few weeks, okay. is that um, people are starting to struggle much more now. Like initially, I think the fight and flight thing was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now people are starting to go, oh, fuck, it's still going on. I can't cope. Mm, it's um, to a point. Which is strange because essentially... Um, we've got a bit more freedom, but it's now. Well, I'm finding the opposite is true. I'm finding that a lot of people are, uh, are feeling freer, yeah? Less stressed out. Uh, and they're actually thinking, were they fed false information? Because they don't see people dropping down like flies. Yeah. Even the mainstream have now cottoned on and, and are questioning uh, Ferguson's study. Yeah? They're, they're looking at the uh, social distancing rules. Why is it two metres here, 1.5 in Germany, one metre in France? These are just arbitrary numbers. They're looking at where the virus came from. So, <clears throat> because it, was, it wasn't the wet markets, it was from a lab in Wuhan. So, all these people... 
are looking at uh, London Real, looking at uh, information from Dr. Rashid Buttar, Dr. Andy Kaufman, Judy Mitkovitz, Sherry Tempany. These are all people, even David Icke, who have not followed the official narrative and said, yes, there is a virus, okay? But it's not as bad as people say. And there are other elements there, yeah? Yeah, it's strange. Like, that was my initial thinking. Uh, my initial thinking was, um, oh, look, this has been really hyped up. It will, it will probably blow over. Mm. And then it started to not blow over. But like, I'm still kind of going out every day for work and mm. noticing that, you know, like life just goes on. Yeah. People still get on with their lives mm. in many ways. Um, it, it's surprising the amount of people who are about. And it just kind of... I don't know, just that idea that, uh, you know, life, life is a, like a cycle. It continues and it keeps going. And in many ways, it will keep going with or without you. Yeah, that's, that's the essence of the human spirit. We will adapt. Yeah. Because if we hadn't have adapted, we'd all be on the plains of Savannah. No, it's part of human psyche to explore, to conquer, to, to question. That's why there, there's inhabitants you know, in the coldest parts of the world to the hottest parts of the world, because we wanted to migrate and explore and conquer and try new things, and we'll continue to do so. All, all I'm saying is those things that I've mentioned, and I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory at all. What I do, as I've done with you, is I look, I look and take on board information, and I make discernible judgments. I make uh, informed choices as to what I choose to believe. So, for example, people will demonize David Icke, right? They'll say he's completely insane, he's out there, he's just off his head. But actually, if you stop and listen to what he says, some of the things he, he says are very, very credible. Other things not. But it's easy to say, oh, no. <clears throat> I think the best example is, if you, were, if you were a Christian and I'm a Muslim, you would respect my faith. You would respect the fact that I can choose to be a Muslim. Yeah. yeah? And I would respect the fact that you're a Christian. But if we go against the official narrative, if we say, I don't believe in global warming. Yeah, I think it's a con. Uh, I don't believe in this COVID-19, right? Or I don't think it's as serious as it's, uh, as it's made out to be. Then you're, <laughs> you're a dissident, yeah? You're, you're a, a rebel, you're, you're a non-conformist. You get vilified, right? Because you're not following the official narrative. And all I'm saying, I don't know how we got here. No, go on, I'm into, I like David Icke, I've, I've watched loads of stuff of him. Yeah, but the point is, I, I vehemently believe we should have a, a platform for freedom of speech and just debate issues and talk about things. But now people are just saying, they follow like sheep, you know? Um, without questioning and if we don't question things then we wouldn't have got anywhere we wouldn't we wouldn't be flying we wouldn't have this internet now doing what we're doing yeah right if you'd have said 30 years ago you know th this thing is this, this iphone here is more powerful than the nasa computers of the 60s and i can just hit a button and i can watch something going on in china or send a text to someone in australia and they get it like that you'd have been off your head mm. right and uh, so 
Yes, it's about challenging conventions. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't be flying. Yeah, uh, I, I often think about things, you know, um, when people might have abusive parents, uh, mm -hmm. yet they, they, you know, they, they hate their parents for their abusive behaviours, yet then they exhibit the same behaviours. And it's like, and, you know, obviously you're thinking, why? Why would someone do that? And there's an element of conditioning that's involved from such a young age, you get conditioned to be that way without even knowing it. And I think, like, as a society, we have that as well. Um, and then it's like, and then it's, it's frightening to go against the group. You know, like you all, you can almost take it into like a schoolyard, you know, it's frightening. You go against the group, you'll get vilified. Yeah. So it's frightening. So it's easier to do what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we tend to go with what's easiest. Well, behavior begets behavior. And children don't do what you ask them to do. They do what you do. They copy you. And, and most people do. We go, yes, you're right, we go with what's easier um, for the sake of conformity, because it's about belonging. Yeah. Right? One of the most important things that we want is connectivity. We want to connect with other people. And that's why, as you alluded to, some people are finding it more difficult now because they've lost that connection. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Which maybe is why, um, you know things like the clapping. Yeah. There's that moment of connection. You know, yeah. like uh, the um, oh, there's lots of things that have gone on. You know, like the clapping, um, the you know, oh, we praise our NHS, we praise our key workers, and there's like we can all agree on that. <laughs> you know, we can all agree that they're doing a good job, and thank you. Yet. We didn't care about them not that long ago. That's it. Yeah. You know, but like, oh, we can all agree on that. So we're all going to grab hold of that with both hands, like the like that uh, the army guy who's doing the walk. You know, like, it, it, right, we can all get behind that. We all need something that we can all have in common at this time. Um, and and in some ways, it's been that has been the fact that we're having this shared experience. You know, like if I go out and walk the dog people are generally a little bit more friendly. Yeah, that's true. Um, because we're all having this shared experience. And that's quite positive, I think. Um, it's almost like we've stepped out of like the capitalist stuff mm. for a bit. We can't all go out and buy stuff all the time because we haven't got the money to keep going out and consuming. Um, and, you know, we can step out and just be human for a bit, mm. which like, I think is a good thing. You know, like, I think yeah. we, like, we, could, we could all do with a bit of that sometimes. A lot of people have realised um, what's important in their life. Yeah. I've taken this time to, to reflect, a lot of introspection, realise, well, actually, my relationships with my family are, are most important. My health, you know, your, your wealth is your health. If mm. you don't have health, you have nothing. You can have a million pounds in the bank. A billion. But if you've got a body that's not fit for purpose, what's the point? Um, so, yeah, I think uh, there is a realisation now of coming to um, terms with what's important, not chasing the dollar, not buying things. Yeah? 
Well, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes because if people have come to a bit more of that realization, mm-hmm. um, and then basically it's like, like, no, you've got to go back and chase a dollar now. Mm-hmm. Like, are people going to be able to do it? Like, you know, like I, I, met, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I imagine some people are going to struggle with that now. They're going to struggle going back to the rat race. Yeah. It's going to impact on their mental health. Um, I think this is a big awakening for a lot of people. Yeah. Realise, hold on, I was, I was just following the herd. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned the first time I came on your show, most people are just doing things they don't enjoy doing. Yeah. Because that's what they've been told to do. Um, so it, it is all about programming. It's all about conditioning. Um, you said, look, the, the recent applause of the NHS, it makes us feel good. You know, we grow as, as humans when we're giving, right? So when we're growing, and I've said to you, <clears throat> your growth is in, yeah, your growth is in yeah, your learning. Your happiness is... And when we give, we actually grow more because we feel better. We feel better about ourselves. There's more connectivity. You see, people only come to see me well, really with these kind of four issues. Self-esteem, self-worth, yeah? trust and control. Um, yeah, belonging. And connectivity yeah that's all we that's all we really need as human beings that's so fascinating though isn't it because you think uh, like self-esteem and self-worth that's me um, and like, it's weird because now um, like I really feel like I've conquered that mm-hmm. you know like, I really like I don't even like, I, I do. Oh, really? I, yeah. I forgot. The other one is safety and security. Uh, safety, yeah. security. Yeah. But essentially, that's that's all it. People come. To, I'm, I'm seeing someone tomorrow, and I know there's client confidentiality, but this is a a very how can I say high achiever, high achiever. You'd say alpha male. Yeah. But I don't like that expression, alpha male, because that's also misunderstood. An alpha male in the pack actually is very empathetic. It's very compassionate. It listens to its tribe in the gorilla world, as well as being aggressive and and uh, the leader. But this person is a, a captain of industry, yeah, and is minted, has a wonderful relationship with his wife, children. Never needs to work a day in his life again, but is deeply, deeply unhappy, unfulfilled, yeah, and feels that he is a human doing, not a human being, yeah? And I already know what's, what's wrong with this person, okay? And it's a self-esteem issue. At some level, he doesn't feel he's good enough, he's not enough. Is that because he's not working anymore? No, he's- Work off a certain amount of, you know, I'm providing and then, you know, it's like it's like when police officers stop working. Yeah. Like they retire early, and then they're, then they're like they quickly become like alcoholics because well, they're like I haven't got anything to give anymore. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, yeah. Well, oh, you see, our our behaviours will always follow our identity. 
Okay, let me say that again. Our behavior will always follow our identity. And our identity is a program uh, that's been input. You know, we are we're wearing <coughs> virtual reality suits. That's what we our skin is a virtual reality suit. The matrix is real. We've been programmed at an early age by society, by your mom and dad did the best they could for you at the time, given the information they had. Right? They just wanted a better version of what they had, <clears throat> and it was limited. So that usual uh, diatribe of information is go to school, work hard, get a good job, do this. Some of it is good, some of it is, you know, looking back is dubious. But that's where all the programming comes from. Um, and now, <clears throat> so just to answer your question, yeah, people go off the rails or feel lost, you yeah? They feel lost when they have to change their identity. If you've been doing a job for 30, 40 years, and that's who you identified yourself as or with, and it's suddenly gone, they, they're going to struggle. Right? Yeah. Um, unless they can transition themselves out of it. All right? Slowly. And there's also something called, um, I don't know if you, a lot of your male viewers may not know, <clears throat> There is something called andropause, which is male menopause, yeah? which is going to be more prevalent and um, higher profile as the years unfold. Yeah? There's, it's not just midlife crisis. Right? At the age of around 50, we all go through this, where your testosterone levels just drop significantly i mean it starts when you're 35 anyway but it's dropped significantly you'll start to get more moody you'll have mood swings you'll you'll question everything you won't sleep as well you'll go into a spiral to to evaluate is this all there is uh so it's similar to a female going through menopause without, is, that, you know, is that typical then is that like a typical thing yeah yeah that, that's what i'm saying it's it, it's only um it's only the last few years they've really talked about this as um, a real thing, yeah? But <clears throat> because men's health has always been secondary with respect, yeah, 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 okay? Yeah. Uh, in the same way that um, we've covered this before, you're not, as a man, supposed to be vulnerable because vulnerability equals weakness. And where did that come from? Remember the programming? Mm -hmm. My dad would have just slapped me if I started crying at any age. In fact, he did, okay? <laughs> right? Because it wasn't, it would just be man up. Don't be such a baby. Bash. Yeah. Right? And so you, we weren't allowed to be vulnerable, right? Yet somebody with a high EQ is now identified as, as being able to empathize, be vulnerable, and show perceived weakness which isn't weakness right um so that they can walk in someone else's shoes yeah that's it and it? It, it often is as simple as that yeah you can acknowledge that someone else has been through so so what was the score with the guy you were talking about then um without you know obviously giving it all away sorry i butted in because i was interested as ever and um so, so he was. Well, no, I'm. I'm going to have a session. We're going to carry on, and I, I'm mindful I shouldn't say too much. But the point is, you know, there's someone 
who is perceived to have everything. Yeah. yeah? From a societal point of view, he's got the lot. Why is he having mental health anguish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because nobody knows what's going on in there. Remember, remember, you are not your mind. Yeah. You are not your mind. <laughs> it's a separate entity. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have these thoughts. At the start of this, before you recorded, I was saying, yeah, during this lockdown, my business has suffered dramatically. Right. It's just gone. Yeah. Off the face of the cliff. And there'll be times where I'll be going, I'll be questioning my future, what I'll do, and so on and so forth. And I, I can quite easily spiral out of control. And I have to rein it in and go, whoa. Yeah? Because you can find yourself thinking something and stop. <laughs> and notice that you're completely detached from your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Because your thoughts are something else to this. Yeah. We're all spiritual beings, right? But we're having this physical existence. So when this goes, my body dies, decays, my spirit, my mind is still out there somewhere. Some some parts of me, my essence. That's what I believe anyway. So yeah. There you go. But that detachment from your mind, um, like that that one really kind of means in many ways I feel like that's kind of saved me that you know that just the idea that uh, you can think something um, but that doesn't mean that you, you, you can detach yourself from your thoughts yeah. you can go right well that's a fault fine and then I, but that's I'm it. this yeah. and, um, like that has been a life-changing, that short little snippet has been a life-changing sentence to me. Um, the idea that, you know, my brain's telling me I'm a piece of shit and I'm like, well, no, I'm not though, am I? Because, um, you know, I've got evidence to prove counter. So like, I won't listen to that. And um, like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think people really struggle with that one because... Uh, like it's like it's always there, your brain, and it's always there. But um, I think you can detach from it, I and mean, I've certainly learned to. But you Nick, know. it requires constant work. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so so part of what I do, I, I can help people with with regards to confidence, or a fear of flying, a fear of dogs, and phobias, and so on, and they're usually quite easily and quite quick to fix yeah? but when it's deep-rooted anxiety and depression things that have happened possible trauma from the past usually when you're young that requires constant work and by work I mean an awareness of it so you bring some conscious awareness to what's going on because Remember, your subconscious mind is, is like that bit below the iceberg, yeah. right? The 80, 90% you do not see, and that's driving you. Whereas your conscious mind is only that 10% above the waterline. So your subconscious will always, always override your conscious mind, okay? 
So when you get into these thoughts, you have to practice. It's like, I think Eckhart Tolle said it again. If you put yourself, if you want to grow big muscles, if you want to, to get your body into a fit condition, you have to go through some physical pain in order to get there, i.e. it requires some work and effort. Yeah. And the same with this, right? Remember, I know you've had your ups and downs, but in the past few months, whenever you've had your lows, it's because you haven't done the work. You've taken your eye off the ball. Yeah, yeah it always is that. Right? And it's when your chimp has taken over and he started screaming at you, yeah? It's where the carnival's gone on, yeah? Because you've just stepped back thinking, I've got this. Or you procrastinated, or you've been a bit lazy. I don't know, but you know, you're just taking your eye off the ball, and then it's that you know, it's just gone crazy in your head. Right? So it requires work and effort. You know, like last time I saw you, we were a bit of a refresher because that's kind of what I'd done. Mm -hmm. And then you came round and just reiterated everything. I'm like, ah, oh, just yeah. I just forgot. But even, you know, like when you were describing, you know, like work, you haven't had as much work, but then even you were like, no, you know, I have to think, can't think in those terms. I have to think differently about this. And it, it all, as you said earlier, it all just comes down to your thinking um, and trying to control your thinking, which is within all of our grasp. You know, like we can do that. We can control our thinking. Um, and it's quite, it's, it's strange because it's quite a hard concept to grasp. Um, but actually like a real basic truth. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only two things you can control are what you think and what you do. I say that to people all the time. <laughs> so spot on. Yeah. You can't control or guarantee anything else, can you? We, we couldn't guarantee or control if this Zoom cuts out now or, or, or whether hailstones are going to come down raining on us or, you know, wh whether um, my wife's cooking me dinner, whether that dinner will be ready yeah, when I finish this podcast. We can't control any of those other elements, but the only thing we can do and control within our grasp is what we think and what we do, right? So we can choose to have better thoughts, more aligned with who we want to be, where we want to go. And we can choose to be more positive yeah, in our thoughts, in our actions. So easier said than done. So one of the techniques that we do is focus on who we want to be and act like it. You know, that it all goes to visualization. All the top sportsmen, <clears throat> They, they visualize, they have coaches. And you're saying, well, why does Cristiano Ronaldo need any coaches? Because he's the best in his game, right? Best at what he does, but he wants to stay there. Yeah. Right? Okay, and there's always new things you can do and pick up. Right. Um, so visualization is a technique. Roger Bannister, who broke the four-minute mile well, back in the 50s, he used to visualize himself crossing that tape yeah, under four minutes when he was running and it, it happened for him, right? And the point is after he did it, many people in that same year, I think 11 people in the subsequent year broke the four minute mile, okay? Because it was a self-limiting belief. It's just gone, it's evaporated, right? People say you can't do something. Well, 
you have to challenge convention. When, uh, when Hillary, no, 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 Hillary, when Edison discovered the light bulb, and he supposedly have failed 900 and, no, 9,999 times, yeah? So he was deemed a failure. Well, he actually said, well, no, they were stepping stones to success. Yeah. It's how you learn from it. Yeah, I watched a really good documentary on Edison. Yeah. Um, I, I take, what I try to do is, um, like, um, you know, if I've got five minutes, I'll watch something on YouTube, like Ed Hart, Tolly, or even, um, who's the, the American guy, uh, motivational guy? Uh, Tony Robbins? Yeah. I'll even watch him, and then I find him quite annoying, but, like, he's saying a lot of basic truths. Yeah. And that's the thing, that a lot of these things are real kind of fundamental basic truths that, that seem to have been lost from society. Um, because, basically, we're kind of told, comply, comply, comply. <laughs> don't think any bigger um but what i do is i try to uh uh put that kind of stuff into my life yeah that's good that's the kind of work we're talking about the, yeah. the positive stuff I, I know i find tony robbins quite annoying at times but yeah his content is good yeah um you should also try joe Dispenza and and bruce lipton uh, other people like that but in essence that's what you need to do nick is yeah, stay away from, you know, one tip, when I was seeing clients during this period, even, even before this happened, I'd say to them, stay away from the news. Yeah, stop watching the news, grab the headlines, that's it. But you don't have to have it on all the time. Yeah. You're being subjected to negativity. And if you actually watch the news, put it on later and watch it. Most of it isn't factual, it's just opinion. It's conjecture, it's speculation. Yeah. And it's all based on fear, you know. Yeah. And fear isn't an illusion. Fear isn't real. Remember, it's false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's an illusion. It's something that your mind creates about some potential future outcome, right? Um, but yes, these are the things you need to do. Positivity. Stay off the news. Um... It's funny. And I know, change your circle of friends, you know, it, I'll say to people, <laughs> show me your friends and I'll show you your future, okay? Because you are the average of five people that you hang out with the most. That's what happens. Energy affects like energy, okay? So think about the five people you hang out with the most, other than your family. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Mm -hmm. And, um, Oh, you said something there that really struck me. Um, it's gone. I hate it when that happens. Um, it's all right. Now I tell you what I've uh, I've kind of the the real uh, you know like um, putting out into the world what you want um, mm. and the, the visualization. Mm. Um, I've been messing around with that quite a bit. Uh, it's like the law of magic, um, which was, you know, like magic is basically, you know, like the old magic, you know, like um, uh, Alistair Crowley kind of made it bigger in the 70s. But yeah. all of that was really about uh, visualising what you want um, and kind of um, being doggedly like going for it and, you know, and believing in yourself. And, um, yeah, so I've been really kind of going with that, you know, like 
kind of thinking this is where I, I want to be in the future. Um, and as I've been doing it, good things have been happening. You know, things have been happening. Like with the podcast, I've had a lot of positive things happen yeah. in the last, what, six weeks yeah. that didn't happen before because I think I got myself into a more negative state. And now I'm like, no, no, I'm pushing, I'm forging ahead. Um, and I'm kind of visualising where I want to be. And things are starting to happen that are actually kind of taking me in that direction. Yep. And it's like, um, I don't know, I think, you know, you, you've talked about energy before. Yep. And if you're putting out the energy, the positive energy of where you want to be, uh, you're more likely to get there because, it, uh, you know, like attracts like. Kind yeah, of thing. absolutely. I, I know it, it may sound a bit woo-woo to, to yeah, a lot yeah, of people. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of, um, you know, people talk about the law of attraction. And some people um, don't really know what that means, okay? It's, it's about energy as opposed to, oh, I'm going to just sit here and visualize and it will come to me. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to change your physiology. You have to change your beliefs. You have to really act as if it's Rykoff's moment. You know, you have to be in that zone. Like when I was talking about Roger Bannister, he didn't just think, oh, I'm running around. He's, he, he... When I talk about visualization, he heard the crowd roaring. He could feel the air on his skin. He was breathing the way he was supposed to breathe. He was in control of his palpitations. And he saw the time, the clock, at 3.59, whatever it was, point something. And that's when he did it, right? Another story is Edmund Hillary. He climbed Everest in 1953, the first person to do so with his little Sherpa. And he actually failed two years before, I think. Okay, and Edmund Hillary was a beekeeper from Auckland, New Zealand. Right, he had no right to to conquer the highest mountain in the world, but he believed it. He visualized it. He saw it. He did it. He had the belief, right? and he went for it. So, <clears throat> slightly off off topic there, but it's about attracting what you believe in. Okay, you have. Everything is energy, right? Everything. And this is not real. It's, it's, it's energy, right? Money is energy. We just exchange it. It's paper, okay? Um, and everything has a level of frequency. So, best way to describe it, if you're there, that's your energetic field. That's the vibration you're giving off, right? And we'll say that's a, that's a negative vibration. You're feeling down, you're feeling pissed off, you've had a bad day at work, a bad week at work, right? You're low. That's all you're going to attract. It's like magnet. You're going to attract things down here. Yeah? Yeah. When you're positive, you've had a better week at work, you've had more money, more success, more joy, more abundance, whatever, you can no longer attract, you can, your paths will not cross because that's on an energetic field which is lower than the vibration you're giving off. You can only attract like vibration things on the same frequency and that's why you've managed because you've been going on an upward trajectory that's why you've managed to find and tap into resources and people who've managed to help you because you've been operating there yeah yeah I, it's, it's so interesting because um you know like when i was really depressed mm -hmm. uh, everything went wrong all the time you know and it's almost like you're willingly like i you're willing it to go wrong. And in some respects, I think I was because I was really self-destructive as well. So it's mm -hmm. like, 
in some ways, you don't want things to go well. You don't even realise it, but you don't want things to go well. You want things to confirm that everything's shit. It's that that thoughts, feelings, behaviour. Yeah. Right? I'll have a shitty thought. I'm going to feel shitty. Yeah? The behaviour's going to be in line with my feelings, the actions, the results, exactly what I said. And guess what? Told you I was right. Yeah? yeah. I told you. And guess what? It'll happen time and time again. Because yeah. you're saying... See, told you. <coughs> yeah, it all starts with a thought. You know, I'll tell you, I remember what we were saying. You know, uh, you were saying about uh, the news and um, and if we just took that in terms of that being a negative thing that's around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, someone said uh, that, yeah, it was... the. the uh, uh, Rich Wilson, who was uh, the comedian I had on, and he was talking about he um, interviewed uh, Ruby Wax, and she's been quite open about. Oh her. yeah, yeah, she's good. Yes, yeah, yeah. and she said that um, your brain is predisposed to finding negatives, which is what you you told me right at the first, you know early meeting with you, um, mm-hmm. is that your brain's looking for problems so you can avoid them. Uh, and I think uh, you know, like if your uh, your brain's already predisposed to look for negatives, it's all it's going to do it anyway. So it's actually so when you watch the news, you are going to feel fear because your brain's going feel fear because <laughs> he's trying to protect you. Like you know, that, that's a natural thing. But in reality, um, you don't need to feel the fear. In some situations, you do. But on a day-to-day basis, you really don't need to feel the fear. Um, and you kind of have to be aware of it. That's, awareness is really important, isn't it? This to is it. Aware that, hold on, my brain's taking me there, but it doesn't need to. That's right. You know, like, and I can say, thank you, brain, but I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the other thing I think about that is that um, I spent so many years saying fuck off brain fuck off mm. um and in some ways i was feeding into it by getting angry with it mm. getting angry with my brain because then i'm going oh you know i'm feeding into the problem yeah when it's like if you can kind of go it's all right brain i know like yeah. you're not being an arsehole yeah. it's remember, like remember what i've tried to instill upon you instead of telling it to go away and fuck off and all this new yeah I, just say, have that dialogue and say, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Is this useful? Remember, you, you have your true self and you have your false self. Okay? Your false self is your conditioned mind. It's who you learned to be. Yeah? Based on your education, all those influence we talked about. Okay? And your conditioned mind is a fear-based self. It's designed to look for what's wrong because remember let, let's go back i may be repeating what i've said to you before but right. your mind is not there to find you love or success or happiness or wealth none of those things its primary function is to keep you alive it's to keep nick alive okay that's its job so what does a so think of it like a bodyguard and what does a good bodyguard do it walks into a room and it looks into every corner Right? And he goes, that's not right. What happens if that happens? Yeah? Yeah. Who's here? 
that wasn't there last week. That might fall. What could go wrong here? What's going to go wrong there? All right? This ain't going to work out. It's going to look for problems all the time. It looks for what goes wrong in every situation. And it has a natural bias to do that because it wants to keep you alive. So, you know, success and happiness is very different to survival. Okay? So you need to collaborate and work with it. Yeah? And the problem is we tend to believe that it's true, that it runs our lives, okay? That it's normal. And that just leads to discontent, dissatisfaction. So what's the remedy? The remedy is to realize that this chimp, remember we talked about this chimp, your subconscious mind is going to say these things to you. This is going to go wrong. You're not worth it. You're not good enough. What you, who do you think you are? What are you, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. You just have that thought and you go, thanks for sharing. Or is this useful? Thank, and then carry on that dialogue. Thanks for sharing. But yeah, I'm going to give it a go. It's all right. It's only saying it to you, Nick, to keep you alive. And, and I think the thing is, is what makes it compound that general issue that we all really have, mm -hmm. um, is that going back to kind of those societal problems yeah. and the media and news, um, they all make money by exploiting that part of our brain. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the government exploits that part of our brain because if we're frightened, we do as we're told. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're actually kind of living in a system that exploits that. This is it. We are living in a matrix. The, the, the fearful man is the man who's easiest to control. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> and the quality of your life, Nick, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions you ask of it. You ask shitty questions, you get a shitty life, right? Why is this happening to me? Why is that not? You know, life isn't fair. I've always said this. I tell my kids life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. The goalposts always move and there are no guarantees. Okay? You, you take on board these maxims and you can fly. Yeah, I always kind of think take on board those things and roll with them mm. rather than against them. Okay. So, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, well, um, what? Yeah, there's, um, I've watched this, did we talk about it before? I can't remember, but, uh, like, that? when, um, like, cosmetics companies, um, there was a time, I think, like, way, even before the 50s, when they were like, how can we sell cosmetics? Okay. And they said, um, well, we need to tell women that um, they're not good enough. And they went, oh, that's a good idea. You tell them they're not good enough and then they'll buy loads. Yeah. Uh, and it was like someone's conscious decision to tell women they're not good enough and then they'll buy more. Like probably the best advertising executive that ever walked. You know, the biggest wanker, but, uh, you know, and you think like that, that, we are surrounded by that all day long. Yeah. You know, men as well. It's people's insecurities, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And the insecurities are never-ending because we could be insecure about absolutely everything and anything. Mm. Where really, like, I, I guess for me, like a big part that made me move forward was just accepting who I am. Accept, you know, a certain amount of acceptance. Um, 
and knowing there's things that you can do and there's things you can't do and you just do your best within what you can. That's it. And um, yeah, that's quite difficult because society doesn't allow you to do that in many ways. Yeah, we're, we're up against it all the time, but you know, I make the point, you are doing fantastic work, self-work, and you need this, okay? You, you, confidence is all about liking yourself more and stop criticizing yourself. Yeah, yeah? Totally. based on other people's standards. But like you said, the, the advertising of the fifties and uh, preying on women, you know, essentially, uh, the clients that I see have number one issues. They don't think they are enough mm. at some level. And, and Marissa Peer, a very famous hypnotherapist who I have a lot of time for, has actually made a whole career out of just this one mantra, if you like. And she's absolutely right. You know, at some level, people think they're not intelligent enough, attractive enough, yeah, just not good enough based on things that have happened to them. Yeah. Right? That love will never be available to them or success and wealth will not be available to them, that a good career is not available to them you know, that they're different and they can't connect. And, and it's that self-esteem, self-worth issue is really at the heart of most people's issues. Right? Like that client I mentioned, successful, healthy man, captain of industry, employs over a thousand people, happy marriage, children, lifestyle that you and I would, wow, you know, would just like to try and dabble in, right? Is deeply, deeply unhappy, right? A human doing, not a human being. Because there's something missing and it's not, I, I, well, it's about not feeling enough at some level because he's not fulfilled. That's the saddest thing, you know, like, like, who was it? Robin Williams. Genius, guru, whatever he turned his hand to, he succeeded. Yeah, Robin Williams, famous comedian, great actor, whatever he decided as a stepping stone, next, this is my next project, next project. <clears throat> I know he had alcohol problems and probably early stages of dementia. He killed himself, right? Yeah, he hung himself. He made everybody happy except himself, mm. okay? And that's the essence. You can't expect anybody else to love you if you don't love yourself. Mm. Right? So when I'm talking about this guy not enough, I, I understand that he does not think he's lovable. Right? And that's come from somewhere. <laughs> because we don't come into this life like that at all. All babies have high self-confidence, high levels of self-esteem. Right? Think of your kids when they're toddlers and yeah, yeah, just around. Yeah, fearless, right? You never see a little toddler in nappy. Don't look at me. I've got rolls. My hair's not right. Then bring it on. They got covered in snot and goo. They're just full of life and the moment, present. And we get that knocked out of us. So, I suppose it's quite interesting that, um, hmm? like, often. The idea being that it's not actually about how much money, how nice your car is, uh, how big your house is. Mm. Like, yeah, I've kind of 
yeah, that kind of stuff hasn't bothered me for a long time, really. Yeah. I suppose I've always been on that more kind of internal journey. Yeah. Um, whereas I can kind of think, well, I'm doing all right, and that, that's enough for me. Whereas, yeah, I, it was more concerning journey. But it's totally true, yeah. You see, like, just because you've got money doesn't mean you're happy. Yeah, you can, you know, we can only live in one house at a time. Yeah. We can drive one car at a time. So let, let's get this right. I want nice things. Nice things cost money. Yeah. I like to have it. Money just gives you a comfortable existence. What does comfort mean? It's more security. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the other stuff, and unfortunately, that's the way we're going. People say, oh, Pete, you, you hypnotize people. And I say, no, I, I actually dehypnotize people. Right, because society hypnotizes us. Right, I've got two teenagers, two boys. They won't wear anything unless it's Nike or Adidas or Under Armour. You know, it's got to have a label, fitness gear. Right, because they've been hypnotized, and all their friends wear the same kind of gear, and they've got to have the bling. And that's where we're going. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally see that. And it's like, and I just think it's all, it's all, it's yeah. all, a, you know, like you say, it's all an illusion. Yeah. It's all a nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it, none of it matters. It really doesn't matter. Like, do you, yeah, if you, like, like I, I wear the same jeans, um, but I wear them because they make me feel good. Mm. Um, but, you know, if I if I bought a very expensive pair of jeans that made me feel good, I'd probably, um, you know, I, I'd wear them every day until they fell off me. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool to have things that make you feel good about yourself, but yeah. you've got to make yourself feel good about yourself. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, everything else is trinkets. Yeah. That's what I often kind of phrase it as. They're, they're just little trinkets, and they don't actually mean anything unless... Mm -hmm you're right inside and yeah, you've got to do the internal work first absolutely yeah. Huh? yeah and we're just not geared up to do it you're pretty crazy well yeah that's that's the world we live in and it's only going to get worse and it'll even more difficult for our children okay because my boys i've got a 16 year old who works out twice a day now yeah. yeah, because you don't see anybody on television, right? A, a movie star who isn't ripped, right? He's got yeah. the pecs, he's got the guns, he's got the abs. Okay, yeah. so it's not just the designer gear; it's the body. Oh, lot, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's it. This is how you have to be. This is what you have to have in order to be a successful, fulfilled, fulfilled person. That's the messages they're getting all the time. The girls have had it for years, right? As you said, from the 50s. <laughs> okay. But that's it. Um, so it's going to be hard. I know that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, if you go, you, like, I'll take my dog over to the local park and there'll be, like, the teenagers standing around smoking joints and me feeling jealous. And, uh, they're, like, the sun's out, so they've all got their tops off and they're all ripped. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, you're 12. <laughs> That's it. Like, well, it, it. And I just think the amount of effort that must go into it. 
Like, I've got to respect their effort. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, you're, you don't, they're not eating burgers. They're oh, eating salads. No, but when you're 16, 17, you can, you can eat anything and, you know, it's it, it look good. But I just think, like, there's a bit of me that thinks well, it's kind of quite positive is that they're, they're looking after, because the, they're going to be pretty healthy. Um, but yet, yet, you know, it's why are they doing it? They're doing it because they're, they're modelled through media and TV and shit that's like that. that. That's how you should be. And I, we had it, you know, we had it as well. Mm. Um, but, like... I don't know. I think you, like me, we had it modelled to us by people who are fucking a lot more interesting. Yeah, but it wasn't like that. Come on, you know. I don't remember. No, they weren't ripped. No. <laughs> Not like that. Nah. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Well, there you go. Well, we've kind of done an hour, Pete. What I wanted to say was, you know, uh, when I did your guitar for you. Oh yes, thank you. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. Um, Sarah's like, Peter looks like a fucking rock star. He's pulled up in a black car. He's got a leather jacket on. He looks like a proper rock star. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he always looks like that because <laughs> he hadn't seen you before and I thought I must tell you because it's quite nice to wear things like that I love it if people call me a rock star yeah thank you that's really nice yeah <laughs> makes me that's really it. I've had a <coughs> I've had an interesting life as you know there you go <laughs> yeah 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 in many ways yeah um, yeah we've we've had some parallels along the way <laughs> yeah very much so yeah Oh, thanks ever so much, Peter. Thank you. Yep. No, you're welcome. And in time at all, right? Remember, your wealth is in your health, okay? And to anybody listening, you can't fail at anything. The only time you can fail at anything is when you put a time limit on, okay? So, since you did my guitar, I'm trying to play that tune, Highway to Heaven, right? Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin one, yeah? Stay away oh, to heaven. Stay away to night. But you know, <clears throat> yeah, um, I keep messing up because of all the, you know, but like I say, you can only fail if you put a time limit. Maybe I'll get it, I'll nail it in 10 years' time, right? Um, so we're coming out of lockdown, aren't we? Would you say? It, it seems that way, doesn't it? Well, slowly easing out. Yeah. And we're reversing out of it very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's a good thing. We'll get, um, I, I think like people have this anxiety that things won't be the same again. And it's like, well, it won't be the same again. It won't be the same as yesterday. <laughs> like nothing is ever the same again. And I... It, that, that's another thing that people don't tend to like to hear, but uh, nothing's ever the same again. It's like, surely that's good. <laughs> the world moves forward. That means you have to worry about yesterday. Yeah, but remember what a fear, worry, it's just not real. It hasn't happened, right? It's a story you tell yourself. And if people are still concerned, then they really need to start looking after their bodies and their mental health. Okay, it's um, 
so much focus when we talk about the news and COVID-19 so much focus on negativity and, and potential this potential that and conjecture and, and vaccines well what they don't tell you is look at all the people that don't get it where's the science behind that and if you look at it there's very small snippets on youtube and so on the science behind it is to have a very strong immune system and how do you do that well obviously you have vitamin c uh, vitamin k which is green leafy vegetables get sunlight go out vitamin d right but the most important thing is to not have cortisol going for your body stress Mm. Stress is the biggest killer. Stress, as you know, it's a when your mind has a perceived or a real threat, and you go into that situation where your hypothalamus, well, your amygdala tells your hypothalamus to, to tell your adrenal glands to release cortisol so that you can outrun the saber-toothed tiger. That's what it was designed for two million years ago. Okay, just to keep running, right? <clears throat> and prolonged periods of stress means that blood and oxygen are going to your arms and legs. Okay? That means it's being diminished to other vital organs, like your kidneys, like your liver, like your bladder, like your, your brain. And that's why it will kill you. Right? Yeah, stress comes from everywhere. Yeah, that's it. So, the remedy to stress is to stay relaxed. <laughs> no, yeah it is though it is and it's also to say well I can't do anything about that and I can't do anything about that all I can do is tell myself that it's going to be alright I choose to be happy right now in this moment yeah, yeah exactly That's, we, we, see we want to be happy we, are, we make happiness conditional Nick mm. oh I'll be happy when I get that new guitar I'll be happy when I get that job I'll be happy when I get that girlfriend boyfriend that new car no, why are you making it conditional on anything? Yeah. yeah. Go back to your children as toddlers. They were happy, right, with a piece of Lego. They were happy just sitting on your lap. The best moments in my life, right, the ones that I'll remember, uh, you remember those that you have an emotional connection with. Your memories are the ones that are strongest because you have an emotional connection with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. good or bad, and they'll stay in there. And the good ones I have is when I've sat there with my children watching Finding Nemo or having a laugh at a fun fair, right? That's it. They're the ones that I'll cherish and I'll remember and I'll still laugh about that time, you know? Um, so true. So be more present, people. Yeah. 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 Totally. Be happy right now. Yeah. Enjoy the things around you rather than thinking, oh, I'll get that then. If I get that, then I'll be happy. Because you do it, don't you? I go on Amazon, I'm like, oh, if I get another guitar, I'll be happy. And then yeah. I got another guitar, like, just after Christmas. Yeah. And I didn't feel any more happy. And I learned a really big lesson that day. Good. Yeah. You get that momentary hit of dopamine and that's it. It goes, right? Yeah, it's normally followed by guilt. <laughs> yes. And you think, why the fuck do I do that? <laughs> But we learn, don't we? And sometimes it takes us our lifetimes. Well, we till you, you buy your next guitar, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know me. But no, but now you know. I think you, you keep doing this work, and one of those fundamental principles that you've adopted is 
yeah happiness yeah, fulfillment comes from within yeah you're not looking externally now to make you feel good yeah they're, they're momentary things they're like yeah little snippets but you got to do it from within that's a really really big important lesson you yeah. know like oh if i'm in a, if i'm in a relationship with her then i'll be happy you know, if you're looking for your partner to make you happy, then you're fucking, that's a fool's game. Yeah. You know, only you can make you happy. Yeah. That's a really, really important lesson, that one. But, but I, you know, I'm so glad you're doing this because you need to stretch yourself, okay? If you stop doing this, you'll have to do something else. I know that. Otherwise, you'll go back. You yeah, no, it's Learn true. and do. Learn and do. Learn more and do more because... Knowledge conquers fear, okay? And that's what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And action is the enemy of thought. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me throw one in there. To think is easy. To act is difficult. Yeah. To act as one thinks is the most difficult of all. Goethe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank you, Peter. No worries. Thank yeah. you, mate. I'll yeah. catch up with you soon enough. Okay. When, when lockdown's over, we'll have a drink. Okay, pal. Yeah, take care. Thanks. Thank yeah. you, Cheers. Thanks, take care. This is enough of manliness. This is enough of Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.